Father, we want to thank you in the name of Jesus. We bless you that you have blessed us with spiritual blessings. And we've come here, walked in here with faith and believe in you, God, for spiritual blessings. Amen. Tonight, I'm believing God that whatever thing that has delayed in your life, God will take it up tonight. Oh, the amen is so weak. If there have been anything that has delayed in your life, after this meeting, get ready for it. I say, get ready for it. Get ready for it. God is going to do a new thing in your life. Your life will change from one level to another. Business will become better. Marriage will become better. Doors are going to be open. I said great and mighty doors are going to be open. If you believe it, say, I receive. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Yesterday, for those of you who are not here, to recap it briefly, we talked about being in the Spirit, the encounter with the Holy Spirit. You can never have an encounter with the Holy Spirit unless you are in the Spirit. Unless you are in the Spirit. And one of the reasons why sometimes we get frustrated and uh, we, we're so worried and, and, and we... we be labored on certain things uh, without any answer is that sometimes we neglect the spiritual aspect and decide to do things according to our knowledge, according to our training, according to our skills. But you should know that to receive from God, you need to be in the Spirit. Amen. And yesterday we saw... Um, the seven spirit of God. That the Holy Spirit is seven spirit in one. The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of understanding. The spirit of counsel. The spirit of might. The spirit of knowledge. The spirit of uh, fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. And the spirit of the Lord. Amen. And so when you need wisdom... Engage the spirit of wisdom. You know, most of things, uh, preachers will say that, oh, and someone asked for wisdom. Someone did not ask for wisdom. If you read the Bible, he asked for understanding. And God added wisdom. Someone asked for understanding. And God added wisdom. Because God saw that you don't only need understanding only to rule the people. You also will need wisdom. Amen. So this evening, we are going to see how can we operate. This seven spirit, how are we going to operate them? How can we operate them. Now, turn with me to Matthew chapter 13, verse 11. Matthew 13, verse 11. 
Now let's start from 10. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? Verse 11. He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given. That as a believer, you know the kingdom of God is powered by mysteries. The kingdom of God is powered by mysteries. It is not something you can see with your eyes, but it exists. So when Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God, or he's talking about the things of God, he's speaking mysteries. How many of you believe in the blessed birth of Jesus? How many of you believe? You believe. Amen. So it means you believe in mysteries. Amen. Amen. How can a virgin be there and, and nobody had anything with a virgin and he conceived and gave birth? It's what? Mystery. It's a mystery. So the kingdom of God is powered by mysteries. And so if you really want to be effective in the kingdom of God, you need to walk in the mysteries of God. You need to believe it and you need to walk in it. How many of you believe that if a sinner, maybe somebody a pickpocket or a sinner picked or a wicked person walked in into a meeting and come to receive Jesus, all his sins have been forgiven. How many of you believe that? Amen. And let's look at the physical. I know that there are je- uh, we have lawyers here and maybe judges. Before a criminal can be discharged and acquitted, what should happen? You should go to court. Amen. Hallelujah. But here the Bible says if you believe and receive Christ as your personal savior, thou shalt be saved. It's a mystery. It's not this guy who picked my pocket the other day. He just walked into the church and now he's born again. He's saved. It's a mystery. Now let me say another mystery is death. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51, Paul said, let me tell you a mystery. We all shall not sleep. Amen. Amen. He said, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Somebody will die, buried, the body decomposed, including the coffee, but we believe that when Jesus appears, the person will take a new body. It's what? Mystery. When you, 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 you tell this to your son's teacher, he will say, no, no, no. 
this one is, is, is not possible. So the kingdom of God is run by mysteries. It's run. So if you want to be effective, you must believe in mysteries. You must believe in mysteries. Just yesterday I called for 24-hour mirror. I mean, the Bible says, let's, let's read 1 Corinthians 2, 14. It said, But the natural man receive not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. That means they are spiritually covered. They are spiritually covered. And so, when we, if we want to be effective, we must believe in the things of God. And some of the mysteries of God, it, looks, uh, it doesn't add up. Look at it. Uh, how? How can this be? Mary even asked the angel, How can this be? Knowing that I have not known any man. He said, The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. Hallelujah. And that is mystery. Put your hands together for the Lord. So, being in the Spirit, let's. Go back to Revelation chapter 1, as we read yesterday. Revelation chapter 1. We're reading from verse 10. I was in the Spirit on the last day. And heard behind me a great voice as of a, a trumpet, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in the book, and send it unto the seven churches, which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pagamos. And unto Tartaria, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. Amen. Now verse 12. And I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Amen. Miss something mysterious happening here. So when you enter into the spirit, anytime you need spiritual help, enter into the spirit. Enter into the spirit. So when you want to encounter the mysteries of the Holy Spirit, number one, speak in tongues. I say speak in one. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. Many of us today have stopped speaking in tongues. Sometimes we think, oh, you just speak five minutes and it's okay. 
How many of you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? You speak in tongues. How many of you don't speak in tongues? You don't speak in tongues. Today we see how we squeeze in that. It's very vital for you as a child of God to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He said, for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. So when you are speaking in tongues, you are not speaking to men, but you are speaking to God. And the Bible says, for no man understandeth him. Habit in the spirit. He speaks what? So when you are speaking in tongues, you are doing what? You are speaking mysteries. Mysteries. Things that you have no idea. You are saying things that, that you can't even understand. You are fighting a battle that you have no idea what you are dealing with. Because you are speaking in tongues. And many of us have neglected speaking in tongues. Because once you speak in tongues, there are some situations, especially when you are confused and you don't know what to do. Spend about 30 minutes, one hour, just speak in tongues. And after, see what will happen. You see that the situation has changed. God, because when you speak in tongues, the Holy Spirit now takes over. The Holy Spirit can use certain words that you can't even, the vocabulary of the Spirit, you have no idea what you are uttering. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and say, speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Hallelujah. Let's look at Romans. Romans 8. We're talking about the countering of the Spirit of God. Verse 16. It said, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The first thing that, you know, the Holy Spirit comes, He bears witness that you are a child of God. So everywhere you go and you are speaking in tongues, there's a testimony going on about you in the spiritual realm that this is a child of God. This is a child of God. Hallelujah. I went to Begrop for crusade. And after the crusade, the car that I was using had a shortage of fuel. And the same morning, I was preaching at full gospel, Accra chapter. And I needed to come. And the whole background, we had no fuel station. At that time. So, um, some of my pastors pleaded that, oh, pastor, I think what we have to do is that uh, we have to, uh, as for this meeting, you cannot, um, uh, you, you cannot be there. It's not possible. I think God knows why uh, this thing has happened. 
Amen. And I told them, whether fuel or not, I'm going to Accra. So how are you going to go? Then I said, those who believe that without fuel, this car will move. Sit in the car. We're going to Accra. All of them were standing. Amen. Amen. You see, in a possible situation, speak faith. Faith is one of the mysteries of the kingdom. I'll come to that. But here we're talking about speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. So they pleaded, oh, you see, Pastor, we know, we know what God can do. But you, this one, you, where, I mean, it's not possible. I sat in the car. I started speaking in tongues. Because I was assessing the mysteries of God. In every situation, when you begin to speak in tongues, you are assessing the mysteries of God. It doesn't matter what it is. Something will happen. Turn to somebody and say, something will happen. And one thing is that, you see, when you begin to assess the mysteries of God, God himself will orchestrate the miracle. He will orchestrate the miracle. Amen. Sat in the car, spoke in tongues for some time, hit the dashboard. I put on the engine, it was on. Then I said, let's go. They all sat in very quiet. I started driving. In those days, the road wasn't good. No, there was portals. But there was one um, Air Force guy with us. Is now one of our pastors. After a while, then he said, No, the car is airborne because we don't feel the portals. Everybody say, Mysteries. And it's, Jesus says, It's given to you. The mystery is not for bishops, it's not for apostles, it's not, but it's for the children of God. He said, ah, for you, it's given to. But the people outside, no. It's given to you to operate in the mysteries of God. And put them into practice. Hallelujah. And God will surely manifest His glory in your life. Put your hands together for the Lord. We drove all the way to a town called Tafo. As soon as we saw a filling station, the car stopped. Amen. Amen. You can the same thing. I want you to put it to test. Speaking in tongues is a mystery of the spirit. As you walk in the spirit, speaking tongues some situations. Sometimes when you don't know how to pray, in fact, sometimes you hear some news, you don't know how to pray. Some news come and you don't know, sometimes you are overwhelmed and hey, 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 you don't know what to even say. What you have to do is 
Start speaking in tongues. When you are dealing with any situation, spend about 13 minutes, one hour, just speak in tongues and see. And see what God will do. The situation will change. You will hear something different. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. So in Romans 8, verse 20. 26. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helped our infirmity. That means our weakness. For we know not what we should pray for as we out. You know, prayer God answers our prayer. There are, there are something we call laws of faith. Governing prayer. Laws of faith. And you, and you need to pray. According to these laws. Sometimes while you are praying, you are even cancelling what you, you, you want to pray for. But it is safer. Turn to somebody and say, it is much safer to pray in tongues. When you don't know how to pray. Put your hands together for the Lord. For we know not what we should pray for as we are. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be. When you pray in tongues, it is the Spirit that is making intercession for you. The Spirit is making intercession for you. When you pray. Hallelujah. So pray. Develop the habit. For those of you who think uh, speaking in tongues is an old-fashioned Christianity, go back. Rewind. And speak in tongues. Pray over things. Speak in tongues. And God will work mysteriously. Put your hands together for the Lord. Now let's go to First Timothy number two. Another way to walk in the spirit is through the mystery of faith. Everybody say Mystery of faith. Mystery of faith. You know, faith is a mystery. I'll just show you. Faith. God does mysterious things when you walk in faith. Because faith is a mystery. Faith is a mystery. And that is why you need to walk in faith. Now, First Timothy chapter 3 verse 9. Holding the mystery of the faith in pure conscience. Now, pure conscience simply means being naive. If you are walking in faith, you need to be... It looks like you are naive of the situation. If you are walking in faith, 
And you must believe. Faith commands the mysteries of God into your life. Situations will change mysteriously. When you walk in faith, business will turn around mysteriously. When you walk in faith. But the Bible says, but without faith, it is impossible. So if you can't please God, then that's the first stop. Without faith. So you need to walk in faith. You need to believe. And how do you walk in faith? Believing God for the impossible things to happen. Now you may not know the way, but God has the way. God knows what he's doing. But when, you know, the Bible says, faith pleases God. Faith pleases God. So when you are walking in faith, God looks to you as his darling boy, darling girl. And all those men of faith, that's why God gets so excited about them. Because faith pleases God. Hallelujah. Faith pleases God. I've seen God doing incredible things. I was a pastor in Nigeria and my wife had taken in and we had nothing. We were located in another part of Benin City and Bishop Jemsar was in the Miracle Center where the Archbishop was. And the whole day we had nothing. And we had no money. So I told my wife, Let's get to Miracle Center. I looked through my books. I was able to find 50 kobo. And it could take us not half of the journey. There was a market called New Benin Market. So we took um, the trotro over the, the, they call it etuketuke. You know, it looks like all Africa, the poor man's bus has short, short names, trotro. Mantente. When you go to Kenya, they call it Mantente. Amen. So we got to the bus. The bus moved about 200 yards and the bus broke down. Oh! And in Nigeria, those when the bus breaks down, today I don't know the situation, that pranke will vanish with the money. He's the first person to vanish. Because people will come for their money. Amen. So I encourage my wife, let's move to the market. We got down, started walking. And I heard a 14-year-old girl, pastor, pastor, pastor. I turned and said, are you coming? He said, yes. You are the pastor who came to preach and who came to pray for my mother when he was dying at a hospital at Benoni two years ago. I said, oh, yes. I said, where's your house? He said, you see that sorry building? Is your mother in the house? He said, yes. My mother has been looking for you two years. Wow. Then I said, so your mother? He said, oh, even today we are having the miliki. 
That means the party after the mother. You see how God, hallelujah, just we're having the party. As a part, Miliki in the house. When I got the great crowd, as soon as the woman, he jumped on me. This is the pastor. God used to heal me. Amen. I quickly told my wife, break your fast. It's not very soon. Hallelujah. Now the point I'm making here, when you walk in faith, God will orchestrate the miracle. He will orchestrate your miracle. All that you need to step up in faith. After all that, then we had had everything. The, the woman took a, uh, um, a bus, filled it with rice, oil, meat. It took us for six months. Lasted six good months. Gave me 200 naira. That time my salary was 25 naira a month. Hallelujah. So, most of the problem we have, we can't even see beyond our nose. And one of the things, if we can't believe God, we can't trust Him. God becomes sad. God is limited. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. So believe God. Speak faith. Walk in faith. The Bible says, open wide your mouth and I will feel it. That's faith talk. Psalm 81 verse 10 said, open wide your mouth. Speak great things. Don't speak according to what you have, but speak what God can do. Your situation will change. Business will change. I said business will change. Apply faith. God gave you faith for your living. Faith is for living. The Bible says, and the just shall live by faith. So apply your faith. When things are not doing well, believe God for the impossible. And God will do it. And you will have testimony. You know, faith commands testimonies. Hebrew chapter 11 verse 2. Is that four by eight? That means talking of faith. From verse one, he was talking about faith. Then the verse two, he said, "For by it, the elders obtain good report." The good report here is testimonies. So faith command testimony. You want to have testimony in your life. You want to have testimony of what God can do. Walk in faith. And again, faith command miracles. Write it down. Faith command miracles. 
faith command miracles. According to Mark 17, 16. 16, 17. Eh? Okay, give me 16, 17. Let me see. Yeah. And this signs, signs here is talking of miracles, shall follow them that believe. Listen to me carefully. Prayer has its own place that we play. But signs, miracles does not follow prayer. It follows what? Faith. It follows faith. So you have to walk in faith. Believe God for the impossible. If you are a tenant and you are being tormented by a landlord, this is the time. It's the right time for you to believe God to have your own house. You don't have to wait to be old as Methuselah before you start thinking of building your house. Say by faith. I'll build my house. I'll build my house. I'll build my house. Hallelujah. It's not by many houses built. The Bible says it's by wisdom. It's by wisdom. So walk in faith. And stop living in doubt. Stop living in fear. For God is so great. God is always excited to see people walking in faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Faith commands the favor of God. Everybody say, faith commands the favor of God. As you walk in faith, you receive favor. Deuteronomy 2018. I'll give me 1820. Let me see. Okay, let me let me pick it for you. I think it's thirty two. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Yeah, it's thirty two twenty. Thirty two twenty. Look at the scripture carefully. One of the reasons why sometimes we come to church, we receive the word of God, and so, the Bible said, and he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be, for they are a very forward generation. Children in whom is no faith. So if you don't walk in faith, God said, I will turn my faith from you. And if God turns his faith from you, what will be? He said, what will your end be? So when you don't walk in faith, you don't speak faith, God will turn his face from you. God wants you to believe him that he can do great and mighty things for you. 
No matter what the difficult situation you have, you need to speak faith. That my God is alive. He will come through for me. My God is alive. Very soon, I will see his glory. And as you speak in faith, things will turn around. But the people with no faith, he will turn his face from. Hallelujah. Everybody say faith. 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 We're talking of walking in the spirit. Walking in the spirit. Through faith. There are so many things God can do for you. God can give you certain things free of charge if you walk in faith. So you need to stand up in faith and believe it. Life will become better if you start living in faith. The last one on the faith. You know, God is all the time recording what you are saying. The reason why you need to walk in faith, the mystery of faith, is that God is marking, He's recording what you say in every circumstance. So when you say, ah, this is my life, oh, this I said it. Amen. Numbers fourteen twenty eight. Numbers fourteen twenty eight. Numbers fourteen twenty eight. Say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord. As he have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. It's a simple law, simple rule. As you have spoken to my ears, so will I do to you. As you have spoken to my A man came to Jesus, a centurion came to Jesus. And said, Lord, you don't, need, I, you, you don't need even to come to my house. I'm a man in authority like you. Just speak the word and my servant will be here. And Jesus said, I've not found such a great faith in Israel. Go. Hallelujah. You see, when you walk in faith, you determine your own destiny. When you walk in faith, you determine your own destiny. One day a woman came to me that the husband was at Kolobu and he'd been declared that the husband is going to die. And that they had a family meeting. Some says they should take the man home to die because they didn't want to incur more bills. Others said they should keep the man at the hospital. But she believed if I pray for the husband, the husband will be restored. So I said, well, if you have faith, go and discharge your husband and bring your husband. 
I said, can you do that? He said, yes, I will do that. When she went to the hospital, the family people said, no, how, how, how can you, you discharge the man to go and die? He brought the man in a taxi. This is a man who had been bedridden, couldn't walk. He was lying down just preaching around the man. And just spoke to him, get up. And the man struggled. He struggled. Managed to get up. And started walking. The power of God. It's not me. It is the fate of the wife. It's the fate of the wife. Blind man Bartimaeus sat down. Begging. Hey Jesus coming. And he started screaming. Son of David. Son of David. Have mercy on me. Amen. And the people said, shut up. But he cried out the more. And Jesus stood. And said, call him. And the people said, be of good cheer. He's calling you. So what do you want me to do for you? So that I may receive my sight. Because when he was sitting down, he was fed up with the, the Peswa and the, and the one, one CD people were giving to him. Sometimes you need to get fed up with situation and take your own destiny into your hands through faith and say, enough is enough. Tonight I'm kicking it out in the name of Jesus. Amen. And that is the faith. Now, finally, before I start ministry, when you talk about faith, many of us think faith is not something that only when you fast and pray, then the faith comes. Faith should be a daily lifestyle. That's why the Bible says, and the just shall live by faith. You must practice faith. You must live in faith. You must speak faith. You must act in faith to see God turning things around. When I came from Nigeria, I have no money even for Trotro. I used to live at Fadama. And um, one great man of God, you know, the Archbishop led my wife to Christ. And before Archbishop was going to Bible school, Archbishop Duncan Williams, he took my wife to Papasaki. So my wife became Papasaki's uh, daughter. So Papa Saki asked me to be coming to Church of Pentecost and help with the Tuesday and Thursday prayer sessions. And I had no money. And I, I used to walk, trek from Fadama to Kaneshi, preach. And you know, they were not giving me anything. Preach, and I walked back. But one day the Spirit of God, you see, you can neglect your faith. The Spirit of God spoke to me. What about the faith I gave you when you were in Nigeria? The things that you were doing. 
You can neglect your faith. That means you forget about it. Now let me do it with my own stuff. So all of a sudden I came to myself. The first time I stopped a taxi. Got in. So I'm going to Kaneshi. I got to Kaneshi. Straight away. Hello. Bye. Okay, next time. See you. He did not ask me anything. Then, my wife and I, we, we used to call it faith ride. Trot, trot. I get in. I won't pay. I just got down. I'm going. And they will not ask anything. One day, I preached in Kaneshi. I was so tired and... I called a taxi driver. I said, chatter. This one, chatter. Don't take anybody on the way. It's only me. He came all the way to a place called Demod. Those of you who know that route. He saw a woman with a big load. And the driver stopped. You know this taxi driver. Went there, talked to the woman. Then he came back and said, Sir, can we have a deal? I said, what deal? Um... I want you to get down. Don't pay anything. You go and so that I can take this. I said, what do you mean? I've chatted this taxi. I'm going to Fadama. And you want to drop me here. That's what you people are. He sat down quietly. He said, oh, sir, please, I'm sorry. Can we have this one? I said, yes. I want to give you money to continue your journey. Then I said, okay, that one, bring it. Everybody say faith. faith. Let me tell you, faith is a mystery. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. It makes you do some mysterious thing. One day, I took a taxi, got down at um, uh, last stop, North Kaneshi. I got down and I took my Bible. I was just going. And the driver stood. Hey! And now, crashing now, seeing now, all corner. He's not paying. Then the other driver said, Leave me alone. This day, there are a lot of ghosts around. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, yes. When you walk in faith, people think you are a ghost. Jesus was one day walking on the sea alone. And the disciples saw him. And they started screaming. And said he's a ghost. Amen. One day, I was going to preach at Kenishi. And my wife said, I want you to try to do some shopping. I said, okay. So I walked into Kaneshi Market. And as soon as I got in there, demons started manifesting in people. People were crying, running and leaving their wares. There was total commotion there. So I stood in one point. One woman came. And she belonged to the Apostolic Church. He said, are you a man of God? I said, yeah. She said, uh-huh. You see, when you came here, you see, 
all the witches. You see how they are. <laughs> he packed Kenke and fish. Another called me cassava and plantain. Another vegetable stuffs, fish, a big stuff. And I, and there was a truck truck queue there. I got to the front. Before I, we got to the last stop, I heard one lady say, that man in court, I paid for. Faith is a mystery. Faith is a mystery. Things that you battle with, you need to apply your faith. You need to work it up with faith. Speak faith. Faith is the only language non-living things and living things can hear. Amen? Jesus spoke to a tree. And the tree heard it. He spoke to the sea. And the sea heard it. You need to walk in faith. Because faith allows you. It allows the Holy Spirit to. As a matter of fact, faith energizes the Holy Spirit. Faith energizes the Holy Spirit. Let's read. Acts chapter 6. Acts 6. Amen. Verse 8. Look at this in here. And Stephen, full of faith and what? Power. The power is the Holy Spirit. So combination. Faith and power. Faith and power did what? Great wonders and miracles among the people. So with faith and your faith energizes the Holy Spirit to I've seen people raised from dead. I've seen people declared. I was just to, uh, yesterday talking to a woman. The son went to coma, came to my office. That was uh, two years ago. He was crying. They had a wedding. The man died. And two-year-old boy was in coma. And this woman came, crying. The man of God, please, go and pray for me, my son, so that my son will live. Went to Kolobu, laid hands, prayed. The following day, the boy came around. Discharged. Amen. There was one girl also who went to coma in the Kolobu. And the doctors actually took a decision that they're going to remove that is because nothing was working anymore. The mother came, went there around 11, lay hands. And one thing, all the nurses were so amazed. When I was praying, all the guys just started beep, beep, beep. 
speak. There is power in faith. And you have faith to do great things. I say you have faith to change situations. You have faith to make great things happen. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Apply your faith. Some of us are timid in faith. We allow situations to intimidate us. We allow problems to overwhelm us. Instead of applying our faith. Standing in the word of God and declare. You know, we allow, we, we get, hey, hey, hey. you are so fearful. Because without faith, fear will take over. Doubt will seize your opportunities. And you cannot do much for God. Put your hands together for the Lord. The last one I want to say is about dreams, prayer and dreams. Quickly, I just want to say, the Holy Spirit also works through dreams. Visions, dreams. You know, but these days, many of us have neglected those stuff. The Holy Spirit works through vision and dream. The Holy Spirit can speak to you through dream. He can direct you through dream. Our church wanted to buy a land when I was in Nigeria. And the people said, we should go far away. And I said, oh, we can get a land. Say, said, no, pastor, it's not possible. And I was praying one day, I saw a land. And somebody came, showed me the land. Apparently, the land was next to my house. So the following day, I went there, I was claiming the land. By faith, there was a landlord, um, a neighbor, you know, and he asked me, Pastor, what are you doing there? I said, oh, I'm praying over this land. You want to bring a church close to my house? I said, yes. He said, over my dead body. I said, so shall it be. The following day, the man was dead. I didn't kill him. Hallelujah. And then I, I was able to locate the owner. She was an old lady. When I went, the, the woman was so hostile. Who told you that I want to sell my land? Get up. So I got up. I was going. I turned again. Then he said, Come. Don't tell anybody. It was only yesterday I thought of it. And the way you got to know that I want to buy that. It's amazing. How much are you going to pay? I gave my price. It was way below her expectation. said, then get up, get up. When I'm going, he called me again. Go and bring the money. But don't tell anybody that I've sold the land. Before even my leaders got to know, when I told them that I bought that land, they couldn't believe it. You know, so, combination of faith, vision, you know, sometimes vision comes to, to elevate your faith. 
God can use vision to elevate your faith. Sometimes through dream. I prayed for people who needed the fruit of the womb. And they said, oh, pastor, I saw somebody giving me a, a child in a dream. And it comes to pass. Hallelujah. Jacob had used his skills, what he knew, to outweigh them. Now he got into his uncle Laban. First, when he got to a place called Bethel, in a dream, that was Jacob's first encounter with the God of Abraham. And he activated the dream by faith that this place shall be called Bethel. He anointed it. And indeed, that is where the first church for the children of Israel was built. So with faith, there are some things you can take there. Some of you who have empty land that maybe you don't have waiting for money. Just go anoint the place and pray and activate your faith. The money will come. I say it will come. I have a lot of testimonies. It's an act of faith. Take a step. Whatever God shows you in a dream, take a step of faith. Amen. Now, apart from that, Jacob was being cheated by his uncle Laban. The agreement was, if uh, the sheep have plain colors, that one is for me. But stripes is for you, Jacob. And Laban knew that sheep give birth after their colors. So there's no way. It was a way of cheating Jacob. And Jacob prayed. Let's read this scripture. Genesis. Thirty-one verse ten. Genesis thirty-one verse ten, and it came to pass at the time that the cattle conceived that I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the rams which leaped upon the cattle were rain-scraped and speckled and grease-laid. Amen. Now in verse 11. And the angel of the Lord spoke unto me in a dream saying, Jacob. And I said, here I am. Here am I. And he said, lift up now thy eyes and see all the rams which leaped upon the cattle are rain straight, speckled, grizzly. For I have seen all that Laban doth unto thee. Amen. I am the God of better. Where thou anointed the pillar. Where you anointed the pillar. Activating faith. Now God revealed to him. So, God showed him a modern technology. That Laban had no idea. Just design a plain sheet and draw black lines 
And when you are feeding the sheep, Jacob, just show it to them. And he did that and all the sheep started bearing ring streak and speckled colors. Then Laban said, no, no, no. We changed the agreement. This time we'll reverse it. But listen to me. It's true dream. So there are some of you here, God can use dream to change your business. I said, God can use your dream to change your labor. Most often, we want to prosper by labor, not by favor. If you want, if you walk by faith, you prosper by favor, not what? Labor. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Everybody say dreams. Dreams. So, it's not all dreams that are bad dreams. If they are bad dreams, pray and cancel them by faith. But if they are evil, they are good dreams, activate them. Sometimes you give offering for your dream. The God, you've shown me this. Keep offering and it will come to pass. Put your hands together for the Lord. I'm going to pray. Um, time is not, we're going to minister. But that's what I'm going to do. Hallelujah. God is in the house here. I'll pray for specific people. I'll pray for specific people. Now you are here, you've been having a dream about debt. Sometimes you see yourself, you are in a coffee, or, or you, you know, as you walk by, something is speaking to you that you are going to die. Come forward here. I want to pray. We're taking it that way and minister to you. We glorify the honor. We glorify your name, oh my Lord. We glorify your name. We magnify your name. We magnify your name, oh my Lord. We We magnify your We magnify your We glorify Jesus has given us power over death. Now, when we all are going to get involved as I'm going to pray, I want you to stand up. First, we are praying. Binding the spirit of death, breaking, casting the spirit of death. And after that, I'll pray, minister to them. Now, pray this prayer, Father, in the name of Jesus. 
You've given us power over death. In the name of Jesus, you've given us power over the grave. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, every spirit that is hunting me, in the name of Jesus, I command I command you to come out. Go out of me. Leave me alone. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 